listening to Ambitious AF, a podcast that will help you level up, find positivity, and put yourself on top right now and every day for the rest of your life. I'm your host, Caroline Lewis, and each week I will bring you a guest or thought that will motivate you to get out of bed every morning with the willingness to succeed. Being ambitious means you are proud of who you are and everything you've accomplished. Only you can make that happen though, but with the help of this podcast, you will rise to the top. You will find success. You will believe in yourself and manifest happiness. And most importantly, you will become ambitious AF. I know you are eager to begin. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here on Ambitious AF. It is Friday when you all are listening to this, which of course means interviews with tons of ambitious women. I love doing these. And today I'm excited to introduce you to Gracie Thomas. So she is a brand and business mentor. So uh, we are fairly similar in the fact of brand business mentoring in a way, Um, but she's definitely more expert on branding than I am. So I'm excited to hear more of her story, for you all to hear more of her story. So Gracie, welcome to the show. If you don't mind telling everyone who you are, how you got started, and then we'll go from there. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, Yeah, my entrepreneurial journey is a kind of long and crazy one. I started a company when I was in high school um, and I ran that for two years. I sold it my freshman year of college um, and I went into, I went to the University of Texas. So I studied business honors, which is an MBA style business degree. And I also double majored in marketing. I loved the balance um, between business and creative. I had actually done, um, my first company was a clothing line. I did all of our designs. Um, I did our brain and web design. I'm completely self-taught. My uncle actually is a graphic designer and he's taught me about Adobe since I was 10. So fully self-taught. And even after I sold my first company, I had a lot of local businesses in my hometown start to ask me, you know, who did your brand? Who did your website? Who helped Mm -hmm. you with this? And Mistake number one, I did everything myself in my Mm. first business. Uh, (laughs) Looking back, that is one thing that I will never do again. Um, But I had kind of organically throughout college and just after the sale of that business started this brand and web design business Mm -hmm. um, just from word of mouth from the first company. So did that all throughout college. um, But I actually had a kind of health crisis my senior year. Um, which changed my trajectory a little bit in terms of a career. Mm-hmm. I have always been entrepreneurial, obviously. And I think I think my first company caused me to rebel against entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because when I got sick, I was like, oh, well, there's no way I can ever be an entrepreneur again. You know, stress is the fuel to my fire. I need to mm-hmm. take care of myself. I need just like your average nine to five to where I can leave work, no stress. Mm-hmm. Um I was wrong. Corporate life can be very stressful too. Um, There are lots of benefits of entrepreneurship on the balance side. Um, But I did go to work for a wealth management group. I was their director of marketing. So I did, I rebranded the group. We did marketing events, um, PR. Um, I loved the job. It was fun, but I just, my health stuff, you know, I was getting Mm -hmm. in the office at 6 a.m. It was financial services, working till five, sitting in traffic for an Mm -hmm. hour, coming home. And I just had nothing else to give. And finally, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take my business full time. So I was still doing the brand and web design, but I more times than not found myself actually coaching my clients on how to run their business mm-hmm. um, because they were either in the wellness space, they were um, 
you know, creatives and they didn't have that business background. And I loved that side of it. And at the time I of course wasn't getting paid for that, but when I took it full time, I kind of brought that wing of my business in. So today we still have our brand and web design agency. We focus very heavily on the brand strategy portion. I have a business marketing degree. My designer is just like me. She's self-taught. She has her master's in marketing. She's business oriented as well. Um, so I think that's something that really makes us unique because we've focused pretty heavily on that before we even get into the design. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have this consulting side of my business where I am a business mentor one-on-one to females in the health and wellness industry. Um, that's kind of the niche that we focus on now. Um, and I also do some kind of higher level digital marketing consulting for mm-hmm. small businesses. So lots of different things going on at the Gracie Thomas brand, but, um, it's so fun. No day is the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just, it's so fun. I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I, I definitely want to touch base a little on just having a business and then going back or I would say going into the corporate life. Um, I think a lot of the listeners here are either already entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, and or potentially are still working the nine to five and have a job, which there's nothing wrong against that, right? To each its own. But I do talk a lot on this show about how, you know, you can do whatever, a job, have a nine to five job, work for someone, work for yourself, as long as it's making you happy and limiting stress. That's like the biggest thing, right? Because when we're super stressed out and even if we own our own business, it is stressful. But if you are overly stressed out and your health is taking a toll from that, you've got to figure something out. So let's just talk a little bit on that and maybe even some advice um, for you kind of going through that and realizing that, Yes, stress was taking a a toll on my health, but I still attempted the nine to five, the corporate life, but I just, I didn't like it. So I kind of, you know, kind of like tuned back into what you really wanted to go after, restarted something else with the concept of knowing, or I guess with the idea of knowing I've got to put my health first. I've got to limit stress. I've got to take care of my myself first, but I can do all of that and still run this business. Yeah. And it's so funny because back when I started my first company, I feel like that was the height of the hustle culture. Like Mm -hmm. if you were not hustling, you were not going to be successful. And like, it was almost glorified. Like it was cool to Mm. be hustling. Um, when I came into this, I'll never forget it. I sat down with my journal right before I started my business and I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to set some intentions of things I am not going to do. And I'm not going to let go of because my first business, I was killing myself. I was up until midnight, even if I wasn't working, I was laying in bed, stressing and thinking about things. Social life went on the back burner. Um, and I just, again, was doing everything myself and it was too much. Um, so I said, you know, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to prove that I can be even more successful Mm -hmm. and way more balanced than Mm -hmm. I was. Mm -hmm. Um, so like some of the things that I wrote down was I'm not going to get into social media. Mm -hmm. I'm going to shut down my computer at 6 PM, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I have to break that, but (laughs) most times like I have my computer off dinner time. Like that is my marker. Um, and I wasn't going to sacrifice my relationships. I wasn't going to sacrifice my health. Um, and success now did not mean, you know, it was not monetary. Mm -hmm. It was not, you know, wealth, fame, all of it. It was 
being able to work and feel happy and fulfilled and also keep my health balanced. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been something that I've tried to help empower entrepreneurs. It's kind of my secret little personal mission um, is to show people that you can run a business and be very balanced. That's actually a beauty of entrepreneurship is it gives you the ability to mm-hmm. do that. You're not on someone else's clock. You're not tied down to a desk or a computer. Like this is your life. Mm-hmm. You can run the business how you want to. Um, And if you are very efficient, I focus really heavily on systems. Um, I focus really heavily on alignment and looking inside and making sure everything you're doing is super intentional. Um, And if you're doing those things, I mean, I take most Fridays off. Mm -hmm. Mondays and Fridays are like my chill day. Um, You know, I'm not here in the weeds of my business all day. And that has been a huge stress relief for me. Um, and if you feel aligned in your business and you know where you're going, naturally your stress is going to get a little bit lower because you're just so confident in where you're going and it just feels kind of like you're in this flow. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been really helpful systems delegating. I could not be doing all this without my team. Um, all of that is so important, but it has been, um, really fun to kind of disrupt the area in this online space. Um, and kind of bring balance back into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm so glad you're on this show because I agree so much. I also normally like take off Fridays. Uh, Mondays mm-hmm. for me are, because I do calls Mondays, Tuesdays with my clients. I try to like jam them all yeah. in. But then realistically, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I might work, I might not. So that's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday. I'll put in a couple hours, maybe Wednesday, Thursday, but it's mainly big focus Monday, Tuesday. And that is the biggest reason why I started entrepreneurship and and doing all Mm. that because I didn't want to, you know, it's like you clock in and out, even though you're not clocking in and out. It's like you wake up at six, you go to the gym, you go to the job, you are at the job, you have a lunch break, you're coming back for your lunch break, you leave the job, you do the same thing over and over and over and over. And I was just looking at just life in general. And I was like, I'm not, I'm too young to do this. I don't want to do this anymore. And right. It's like, sometimes you have that realization, but you're right in the sense that, especially when you're first going, you want to put all of this energy, all of this time, because I think a lot of people truly believe that if you, or I guess you get what you put in, uh, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to time. And I think when people think and hear that, they're like, oh, well, then I'm going to put in 16 hours a day because I know I'm going to get 16 clients from that, right? It's yeah. <laughs> That will burn you out so quickly, so quickly. So fast. <laughs> and I'm so with you. Yeah. And, and don't we want to build businesses that like we're getting more when we're not working. Yeah, yes. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, I want to build a business that is operating without me. Yes. And yeah, I know. I, I've heard so many people say that too. Yeah. And it, it's, it's like, it's, I, I feel bad in a way for people that like do actually believe if I put all of this in, because, because if you think about it, you can work your butt off, but if you are working your butt off so hard that it is messing with your mindset, which would be stress, no matter how much effort you're going to put in, you are not going to get anything out of it because your body, your mind, your universe, everything is literally like, no girlfriend, I am not giving this to yeah. you. <laughs> it's so true. And I see so many people getting into that, like I call it a hamster wheel of mm. like, go, go, go 
to where they go five miles in the wrong direction until they realize that they're going the wrong direction because they haven't put their head up to mm-hmm. even like think mm-hmm. like for me, I have to allow space for me to be creative, mm-hmm. innovative, other than that, and I've experienced it in my own business, like when I get busy, I tend to fall into patterns like the people that I'm seeing on social media. Mm-hmm. I tend to just like do what everyone else is doing because it's easy and I see it and I'm like, okay, well, I just need to do something, so I'm just going to do this. Mm. And I have found that like t- allowing myself space away from that, I'm rarely on social media anymore. I check yeah. my DMs. Other than that, like I just have taken some space away from it. That has been huge for my creativity because I can actually think. <laughs> I can be me. Yeah. And I'm not like staring at what everyone else is doing. It's like that, you know, I don't know. I've heard it with like songwriters, especially like when you hear something and you think you're writing it originally, but like really it's not even yours. You saw it five days ago. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing happens all the time with my clients when they are on social media too yeah. much. Um, so allowing that space, I think is so important. Yes. Oh yes. And, and I mean a break from anything and just like working a nine to five, you still have to set rules when you are out on the road by yourself, I guess you can Mm -hmm. call it. (laughs) Because if not, you do just, I mean, natural human beings, we want to just keep working and working and working because of society. It's just ingrained in our brains that, you know, if the more you work, the more you'll get out. So setting literally time for everything. Like my calendar, some people say it's ridiculous, but my calendar is like, I'll schedule date night. I'll schedule when I turn my computer off. I'll schedule when Mm -hmm. I can watch TV. Like I put all of this in my calendar because it forces me to say, no, like you don't need to do anything other than grab some popcorn and binge watch Good Girls on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I am so with you. I am such a calendar person. I have to like mark it off. Mm-hmm. Self care, everything yeah. is in there. Yeah, um, and if it's not in my calendar, I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some people think it's crazy. Um, and they they sometimes I I tell that to people, and they're like, okay, your life is like you're working too hard if you have to schedule like self care time. And I was like, no, yeah. Because realistically, it keeps me organized and it it makes me do it instead of just having this idea of doing it. Right. But no, I I'm want so with you. I want to also kind of touch base on help um, <laughs> because yep. I work with a lot of new entrepreneurs and um, yes, when you start your business, it's scary. There's investments involved. You're normally leaving a job, so you might not be making as much income or maybe you are, but you're still scared about all of that. And you are telling yourself, I can keep doing all of this. I don't need help. I don't need to invest in this. And then like you said, you'll be going, going, but in the complete wrong direction. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Like in your first business, you didn't really get the help that, you know, you were needing. You didn't get people Mm -hmm. to help and and for you to delegate tasks to. Um, So kind of talk about like that transition and that realization, because I had that this year because uh, when I first started, I was like, I can do this all. And now I have, uh, there's four of us in my company now. So <laughs> yep. best decision ever. <laughs> yes, it is a game changer. That was the first thing that I did with this new business. I hired within three months. I was mm. like, I'm not doing this alone again. I hired a business coach before I even took it full time. Mm-hmm. And I knew that like, even though I, yes, I have the skills to do it. Mm-hmm. 
I needed that extra like third party person because I know that I do my best work bouncing ideas off of someone. Mm. Um, so I was like, if I'm going to do this right and do this quick, I want to do this, you know, with someone else that can guide me. Yeah. Um, cause that was one thing too, in my first company, which granted I was 16 years old. Um, but I was like, I don't want help from anyone. You know, my dad's an entrepreneur and I was like, well, let me like, look at your stuff. I was like, nope, nope. I want to yes. do it all by myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, that was another thing that was opposite this time around, but hiring people not only helps, you know, obviously your workload and your business Two, it brings in different eyes mm-hmm. on your business. Mm-hmm. I always ask my, I have one full-time employee, one contractor. Um, we're trying to kind of, it's been great having someone full-time, mm-hmm. but I always ask, you know, what could we be doing better? Like, mm-hmm. what do you see here if it's weird? Because as entrepreneurs, we can get stuck in our own ways. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they're like, this is so inefficient. Like, why are you doing it this way? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Um, but there's also a mind shift that happens like, or a mindset shift when things like when you hire people, you start to really look at your business as a true business and you are the CEO Mm -hmm. when it, when you're a solopreneur, it can be easy to just kind of like throw stuff out there Mm -hmm. when you're looking at it as a business and you're like, okay, I have to be a leader for my employees. And I also have to, you know, keep things moving and it allows you to have that space to be Mm -hmm. creative. You feel more, I call it like putting your CEO cap on, um, you just feel a little bit more, um, maybe even empowered, mm-hmm. um, to grow your business in a different way. So that's been something that I've seen a lot in my clients when they do their first hire, there's a huge mindset shift mm-hmm. and it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, and I was just thinking when you were talking about that and it's, it's when you're a solopreneur thinking you can do it all, you're still technically an employee. Um, you're just an employee mm-hmm. to your yourself. Uh, and I think anyone who's wanting to start a business. So there's a difference between like obviously starting and joining someone in their business. Mm -hmm. But if you are starting the business, you should be CEO from day one until you want to sell it. If you ever sell it, like you should have that CEO mindset. Uh, and when you have that, you hire help and it doesn't even have to be like full time right off the bat. It doesn't have to be VAs right off the bat, but It could be something as simple as hiring a business mentor, hiring a mindset mentor, hiring a life coach, or hiring someone for your finances, like something simple. Um, I think one of my mentors, the biggest thing he told me was, you know, if, if you're doing something as a CEO and it's not income producing, then you need to delegate it, you need to automate it, or you need to eliminate it. And the first two are so easy to do. (laughs) (laughs) The elimination is a little bit tricky as entrepreneurs because we're always like, no, I can't get rid of it. (laughs) I know. It is hard. I have to ask myself that question a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, is what I'm doing actually turning the needle? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because as CEOs, everything you should be doing should be bringing you income or potential income. So like if it's like a a marketing strategy or something that you know will take your product from X to Y, then that's doing something to bring an income for your business. But posting on social media every day, that gets you engagement, gets you eyeballs. It could get lead to DMs, potential sales. But when you post, is that 
generating income? When you edit your videos for YouTube, is that actually generating income? Like you start thinking of all these things. When you do your um, taxes or you're putting in your expenses, is that actually generating income? And that's the biggest mindset shift I had even this year because um, my mentor, when I, so I hired a business mentor this year. Last year I had more of like mindset mentors and that was the biggest thing he said. He was like, you've got to switch from being an employee in your business to a CEO. And the biggest thing you need to do right now is automate, delegate, eliminate, and you need to hire at least two people for your business type of deal. Mm -hmm. And you're right. Yeah. Once I had that, it was like, boom, mental shift. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. But That's I think so awesome. It's great advice too. I think people are scared to do that in the beginning of entrepreneurship, except I think that's one of the most important times to do it so you don't get burned out. So you do know what's always going on in marketing or in the online world. <laughs> and so that you are also able to focus on that what's next for my business. Right. Yeah. And your growth trajectory just is so much steeper and faster when you hire early. Yeah. You can spend a year going the wrong direction, like we said. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, well, I should have just hired a while ago. And yes, it totally is scary to invest um, in your business and in yourself. Mm -hmm. But you have to believe that whatever you put in is going to come out. Yeah. Oh, I I, I've seen an <laughs> ROI with every hire I've made. So yeah, I love that. That's huge. So um, one more question before we kind of start wrapping up, and that is the importance of branding and you being like a brand specialist. Can you please tell everyone why it's so important to kind of like master your brand in the beginning? <laughs> yeah, huge. And it, that kind of goes back to too, like it keeps you from going down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. um, so getting professional branding done from the start is probably the number one advice I give to any entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, because typically, not only are you investing in the visual identity, but you're investing in someone who's going to help you find clarity, who you are, who you're serving, how you're going to be serving them, the messaging that you're going to be using. Um, and all of those things are going to help you kickstart your business so much faster. Um, and again, like I have a lot of people who come to me six months later and they're like, I never got branding done. I'm so lost in who mm. I am, what I'm trying to mm -hmm. do. Like, please help me. Mm -hmm. um, and that would alleviate a lot of that stress. Mm -hmm. um, on the visual side of things, that is, especially with COVID has made it even more important. Your digital face is key to standing out mm -hmm. in this industry. Like mm -hmm. everything in the online space is so crowded um, that if you don't have some sort of differentiating factor with your messaging, what you're offering, your branding, it's going to be really hard for mm -hmm. you to like really disrupt and kind of come in and make something of yourself in a space that's so crowded. Um, I always kind of say too, it's your first impression. Mm -hmm. It's customer's first impression with you. And if it's not aligned, like if you're trying to um, maybe attract these high, high luxury people, yet your branding and your website was done by yourself on Canva and it doesn't look very good, they're going to be like, okay, what's the disconnect here? Mm -hmm. Brand consistency, cohesiveness from the core of like who you are and what you do through your messaging and through your visual identity is so important and can do wonders for your brand. Mm -hmm. We just rebranded. And, um, I mean, even just from doing that, I've seen so much 
growth in our business. Um, so that's something that we're going to try and do often is just kind of keep things fresh. Um, partially because it's what we do and it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think really a lot realigning with that brand clarity, at least annually is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I want people to know that when you have an initial first brand, you're not set in stone to that for like the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Like you were saying, uh, you just rebranded as well. So you can mm-hmm. always rebrand, but it's so important to at least start with, a brand (laughs) start with that, you know, those colors, those logos, that message, those websites, like think of who you want to attract and depending Mm -hmm. on who that client is depends on how your brand and your messaging should be. But keep in mind, you can always change it. You shouldn't change it every day or every week or every month, but you can always rebrand yourself, which is fun. I think, I think anytime I love, um, following, like I have a couple of websites and, and even like influencers, people that I love to look up to. And every once in a while I read, like I check their websites, I check their product. And when I notice a rebrand, I'm like, Ooh, I love this. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. So, yeah, it just keeps things exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is. It's 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 gonna be hard. Um I know a lot of people who don't even have a website yet. And um while I think websites have changed completely to like what they used to be, uh to now, but it's still part of your brand. You it's like a huge mm-hmm. asset for your business, you really need to have a website. It's like, it's literally your resume online for the entire world to just simply search and find you on. So websites are definitely key. And um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think in this day and age, I think a lot of people just say, oh, I branded myself on social media, which you should, like obviously you need to be branded on social media. However, you don't own your social media. Other companies own your social media. So what happens if Facebook and Instagram decides to just pack up and move? Like, where, where's your business? <laughs> where's everything else? Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, to me, that's always the biggest thing on branding is you brand to create this incredible asset that you completely 1000% own mm-hmm. for your business. Everything else yes. is just stuff that you do to like increase increase engagement, but you've got to have something that you own. I am <laughs> mm-hmm. so with you. Yeah, and just sprinkling that around, like it's called omnipresence marketing, is mm. so important too. Like I always talk about, like if Instagram goes away tomorrow, you can't like if you don't have an email list, mm-hmm. you're going to lose everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a presence on, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram goes away, you might lose some of your people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm a huge proponent for email lists. I'm like, you own yeah. those email addresses. Yeah. Like that is yours. Um, but yeah, just having that, um, kind of omnipresence feeling of your brand, I think is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I love that. And, and I'm glad that we touched base on that because on this um, podcast, we don't, I don't really dive too much into like, like business tips and stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. starting to this year. So I'm really glad that we kind of touched base on that. Cause it's, it's really important. Yeah. It's important to like master it day one of your business mm-hmm. and it's fun. Branding is supposed to be fun. It's like taking yes. everything that's going up in your brain throwing it on a piece of paper and then having experts be like, okay, this is what we're going to do with your business yes. to make it pop. Exactly. It's, it's got to pop. <laughs> it's, I love the braiding process. I think it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So 
Uh, one final question before we kind of wrap up, and that is related, obviously, to the name of this podcast. And I love having all of you, like you, ambitious female entrepreneurs, on here. Um, but everyone perceives the word ambition differently, and the reason I like to ask this is because I'm trying to kind of like. Uh, change what the internet at least perceives ambition because a lot of people think like if you're ambitious you're that person that works 16 hours a day you don't stop working mm -hmm. all you care about is money 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 type of deal so <laughs> when you yep. hear the word ambition or um, assuming you consider yourself an ambitious person what does that really mean to you yeah um, I think to me and it definitely is different than the normal definition of like so when I think of ambitious, I'm like, oh, well, just striving for success mm -hmm. and kind of those people who are working all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think ambitious really is just someone who's driven. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times, like at least for me, it's like very rooted in purpose. Mm -hmm. Like you know where you're going and you are driven to get there. Um, doesn't mean you're working 16 hours to get there, mm -hmm. but you have some sort of purpose and mission and you work really hard towards it. Um, and you know, everyone has their own definition of success. I wrote a whole blog on that. Um, so yes, you're striving towards mm -hmm. success and it, it, that's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of it kind of comes down to that purpose though. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. And everyone, and that's what I reiterate all the time. Um, success to you is complete. Even you and I like success to you is 1000% mm -hmm. different to success from me. And success from me is a thousand percent different than everyone else listening on this. So whatever your yep. success and version of success is, that's something that you need to just keep going after and visualize on, do things for, take action, all those kind of things. So thank you so much for sharing all that. And thank you also sure. again for coming on. Uh, before we end though, please tell everyone where they can reach out to you. And uh, that way everyone knows kind of how to find you and then just either ask you questions or hopefully they can come to you for some help. <laughs> yeah. So our website is gracythomas.co. We just rebranded, just launched our new website. So go check it out. Um, I am on Instagram. My Instagram name right now is still my maiden name. It's Gracie Chambers. I'm getting married in a mm -hmm. month. Um, then that name will change to gracythomas.co as well. Um, so I would love to connect on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Mm -hmm. Um, so I look forward to connecting with everyone, but thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Gracie. And everyone listening, please reach out to her. She's super, super nice. And she doesn't bite on Instagram. That's how we connected. So <laughs> literally just send her a message, um, ask her advice on branding, or hopefully you guys can book a session or something like that and let her know that you listened to this episode. So Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks again, Gracie. We're going to sign off and I'll talk to everyone next week. See ya. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or just feel fired up, I would love for you to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories. It's always so motivating to see you getting the inspiration you needed to level up for my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes, and I encourage you to do the same. If you think a friend or family member would enjoy this episode, I would love for you to share the ambition. I can't wait to chat next week, but until then, keep being ambitious AF.